Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi! Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I don't know what the hell that was, to be completely honest. Uh, Protein House, eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout today's show. Only got a couple weeks left in the regular season. We are trying to clinch some playoff spots, so hopefully we can help you get that done today. So next week you can just kind of chill and hang out and hopefully already be in your fantasy postseason while everybody else is still trying to clinch. Uh, Where I want to start today, sometimes, sometimes fantasy football is a lot like life, right? It doesn't, uh, doesn't matter what you've done. Or if you've done everything right, doesn't matter that you uh, nailed all your hunches, crushed all your matchups, did all the research, poured everything in, and you still don't get it right. Or you still, you know, you still score a ton of points, but the person that, that you're playing scores all the points and you still wind up losing the game. Uh, it really sucks. It really sucks. But all you can do is keep going and try to win the next one. You can... Change things up, try new things, but at the end of the day, what you've always done is probably what works. So eventually you'll get it right. You just got to keep going. So let's go try to clinch a playoff berth. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan's obviously in your lineup. He crushes the Bucs. Absolutely crushes them. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are both big-time plays this week. Uh, Calvin Ridley coming off his best game of the season. Julio Jones still looking for that end zone, but he'll get in there, I think. Tampa Bay over the last couple of weeks is just giving up almost 250 yards just to wide receivers. That's not passing yards. That's just to the wide receiver position. Like Almost 250 yards per game. Brian Hill did absolutely nothing last week, and Tampa Bay does have a good run defense. Um, you know, it was early on in the season, it was a full-blown elite run defense. They've given up a little bit more on the ground lately, but they're still very good. And based on that performance from Brian Hill last week, you can't play him with any type of confidence, so I'd rather just avoid him, to be completely honest. Uh, Russell Gage is all of a sudden fantasy relevant with Austin Hooper on the sideline. Falcons are going to pass a lot, and he got 18 targets over the last three games. So I, he's a guy that you, if you're in a if you're in a bind in your your wide receiver need, I think Russell Gage, the guy you can go add right now. He's probably available in a lot of your leagues, and he's going to have an opportunity today against that poor Bucks secondary. Falcons defense has just been incredible over the last two weeks. It doesn't make any sense at all, and. I mean, I told you last week that I wasn't buying into it, and they just did it again. So, I don't know if there's reason to buy into it now, but going against 
this Tampa Bay offense going against Jameis Winston, who turns the football over more than any player in the NFL this season. Actually kind of like the Falcons defense today. I think they're, they're, they should be available everywhere because they've been bad all season long. They've been a defense that you don't want to own. I think they're a streamer today. I'm playing the Falcons defense in multiple daily lineups, as a matter of fact. Um, obviously, you're going to start Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like You can't bench them. The upside is too much, even going against a Falcons defense that seems like it has turned things around. Uh, I They could just as easily be awful again. So I, 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 you, you can't bench Mike Evans. You can't bench Chris Godwin. Uh, you just got to let, let it ride with them. I don't really like Jameis, but again, Jameis is, you know, he he might turn the ball over five times, but he's still probably going to throw for 350 and three touchdowns. So I think he could still start him. I mean, unless you're in some weird league where the turnovers really, really crush you. I think Jameis Winston's still a fantasy starter each and every week. Uh, Ronald Jones hasn't done much with more opportunities lately, but I mean, you can't play Peyton Barber, so you don't have a choice Ronald Jones I think is a decent matchup and Atlanta does still struggle against opposing running backs so I think Ronald Jones can be in your lineup the Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills Phil Lindsay is the clear-cut starter now it only uh took three-fourths of the season for Vic Fangio to give him the backfield uh but this is a pretty nice matchup you know the the Bills pass defense is absolute their defense overall is very good but they can get beat on the ground. So I think Phil's in a nice spot today. He's going to have an opportunity. And the way that if they're going to, if the Broncos are going to try to win this game and try to beat Buffalo, they have to do it on the ground because they're not going to do it through the air. Uh, the Bills are giving up over uh, four yards per carry this season. So, and they've only, but they've only allowed one quarterback to throw more than one touchdown against them this season. So it's going to be on the ground. They've only given up. A wide receiver, they've only given up, I think it's four wide receiver touchdowns on the season, and only Devontae Parker has over 100 yards against them this season. So it, it, it's an ugly matchup for Cortland Sutton, but he's been so good, I don't think that I can bench Cortland Sutton. He's just he's just that talented. Uh, but Noah Fant has been getting a ton of targets over the last few weeks, uh, and he's coming on, but the Bills have been absolutely elite against opposing tight ends all season. So, I mean, he's the only other person that I think you could consider starting in this offense, but he's got a terrible matchup. Like I think Cortland Sutton is the only pass catcher that I'm willing to play for Denver just because of his talent. I'm not really willing to risk my fantasy matchup on any of these other guys. And I, and I just hate this game across the board, to be completely honest. Broncos' pass defense has also been great all season. Only two quarterbacks all year have topped 230 passing yards against them, and they've only given up multiple passing touchdowns twice the entire season. Uh, Josh Allen won't get it done through the air, I don't think, this week. Uh, so it's going to have to be on the ground, which he's still been getting a lot of rushing touchdowns this season. So you like that. He's just not accumulating the rushing yards like he was last year. I, I, I think that that could change today a little bit, though. Uh, John Brown. Been a nice story this season, but he's not someone I want this week. After He had a big game last week, but I still can't bank on him this week against a very tough and stingy opposing pass defense. And Devin Singletary has established himself as the number one guy for Buffalo, but Frank Gore still getting goal line scores, still getting goal line attempts, really. It's super frustrating. Uh, so that kind of limits Devin Singletary's upside because he's not getting any of those carries. They're bringing Frank Gore in 
every single time. So I don't love Devin Singletary this week at all. New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. The Giants aren't great against the run. So I hope that David Montgomery is in a good spot. Uh, I, I mean, it would seem that he's primed and ready to bounce back. He's got an opportunity there. Uh, Giants are actually pretty good against opposing pass catching backs. So I don't like Tarek Cohen. I, I do still want Allen Robinson in my lineup. I, I understand Mitch Trubisky's awful. He, he's terrible. And he has really ruined Allen Robinson this season. And it really, really sucks because Allen Robinson looks like he's a number one wide receiver. He just needs somebody, anybody to throw him the football. But Mitch has actually produced fantasy-wise in the positive matchups this season. And this is a positive matchup. Giants secondary is absolutely garbage. I'm not saying that you should stream Mitch in your fantasy lineup. But if you're a Bears fan and you ever wanted to give it a shot to prove your fandom, I, I guess it'd be this week. Taylor Gabriel got 14 targets last week. He's got a, he's got one good fantasy game this season. I think that this could be his second fantasy good fantasy game. Um, I do have him in a super deep dynasty league where I am putting Taylor Gabriel in my lineup today because of the matchup. So I think he's got an opportunity to actually produce. Uh, the Bears' run defense is not elite anymore. They've allowed nine rushing touchdowns since losing their run stuffer, Akeem Hicks. Uh, I love Saquon Barkley today. He's about as cheap as you might ever find him because of his recent struggles. Uh, Sterling Shepard is expected to play. I don't think it changes Golden Tate's role in this offense. He's still going to be the top receiving option. Uh, they're not going to have Evan Ingram back, uh, so you don't want to do mess with that. And also, I think Evan Ingram's backup is also out of this one. So don't go anywhere near the Giants' tight ends. Um, Daniel Jones isn't in your lineup. The Bears' defense while their run defense has struggled, their pass defense has still been absolutely fantastic. So I don't think you want anything to do with Daniel Jones today. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Jalen Samuels going to be a big play this week. Uh, they don't have James Conner. He'll be heavily involved. But he's Jalen Samuels, he's a nice player, right? He's a talented player. But he's not a every down player type of player like he's off he's awesome in the passing game I just don't expect him to get you know 20 carries as as well as you know eight targets out of the backfield I, I think that he's going to be more of a mix with uh Benny Snell who is finally back from injury I think Benny Snell could have a significant impact on this game he's going to be a popular play in daily this week Bengals are the third worst rushing defense in the NFL so Snell's going to be super cheap he's going to have an opportunity to be heavily involved this week. Uh, Mason Rudolph really sucks. Uh, and he's not going to have Juju. So I, I know it's a plus matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, but he's just not a very good quarterback. So I don't, I'm not really interested in playing him in any capacity. Uh, Deontay Johnson is expected to play, but he's a rookie. And again, Mason Rudolph isn't very good at football. So I'm not really interested in playing him even in a plus matchup. I love Deontay Johnson's talent. I think Deontay Johnson is a very talented wide receiver who's going to be very good in the near future. He just needs to get Big Ben back. That way he can actually develop and become the playmaker that we all know he can be. Uh, James Washington, I suppose, is a dart throw coming off of his best game as a professional. But he's a pretty one-dimensional, just straight-line player. So I, I'm not putting a lot of stock into James Washington. I do kind of like Vance McDonald, though. The, the Bengals have been bad against tight ends all season long. Uh, Vance has been getting targets and he's been getting red zone targets uh, from Mason Rudolph. So I do think that there's an opportunity there for him. 
Uh, Joe Mixon's been a workhorse since they decided to bench Andy Dalton. They, they're, they're just running a ton, whether it's effective or not. So Joe Mixon should be in your lineup today, even in a tough matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Defense, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has been fantastic all season long. Uh, Tyler Boyd, best wide receiver that they've got, but Steelers have been giving up haven't been giving up much in the passing game either, so I don't think you can consider Boyd. Uh, I'm not interested in starting any other Cincinnati Bengal. Uh, let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. There's multiple games with the chance of rain today, uh, and and some some light wind. I, I I don't think any of it is anything that's going to drastically affect the outcome of any of these games, but it is supposed to rain a lot today. Not a lot, but there's a chance of rain all over the place. I don't think it's going to drastically affect anything, so I wouldn't be all that worried about it, to be completely honest. But uh, we get a quick timeout. When we get back, I'll give you my goal line go. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Protein Housey with the purpose, sex line 69306. Text me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. To the person that's calling right now, I'm not taking your phone call. We don't take phone calls during the show. You want your lineup question answered, you text the text line like everybody else, 69306. Jay Binkley coming up today at 10, and he will uh, have you guys until noon. And then... uh. You're driving around this afternoon, the uh, Dallas at New England. Pretty big game across the NFL. You can hear that right here on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage for that game starts at 245 today. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, right here on 610 Sports Radio. Go, Ryan, go. Derrick Henry coming off the bye. Hasn't played uh, since his 188 yards, two touchdown score performance. Uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Jags run defense has been absolutely torched this season. Like uh, it's genuinely been bad. And I know they did they did hold Derrick Henry to like 60 something yards the first time they played this season. But that was the outlier game for the Jags. Other than that, they've gotten absolutely torched by running backs. So I don't think they're going to be able to do that again to Derrick Henry, who's been playing absolutely fantastic as of late. I think that Derrick Henry is in for a very, very big game today. I like him. I've got him in multiple lineups. Loud wrong. This is actually from this week. If you guys listen to the podcast and uh, download the radio.com app and uh, please subscribe to the Force to Punt podcast. Uh, me and Dusty Likens give you fantasy advice each and every week. If you guys listen to the podcast this week, Jordan Wilkins. I, I liked Jordan Wilkins. The, the, the Colts didn't really give me many reasons not to like Jordan Wilkins. Like, he's been, he's got a carry in every game that he's been active this season. He has at least one rushing attempt. He has been the backup running back to Marlon Mack all season long. Last week, he had an ankle injury. He did not play. In comes Jonathan Williams off of the practice squad to rush for over 100 yards. So on Thursday night football against the Houston Texans, a very good run defense, which the Colts, I don't know what the hell that game was. Frank Reich, what are you out here doing? Your game plan was awful. You were playing right into what the Texans were doing. Every offensive player on the team was terrible in that game, except for Jonathan Williams, who had like 26 carries and over 100 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Wilkins, 
who they said was going to be involved, was going to be a part of a committee. So I thought, you know, maybe there was going to be an opportunity for you to still play him if you're absolutely desperate. Got zero touches. I was really wrong about that. So I I, I guess I'm sorry. If, if you listen to me like Dusty Likens did and you put Jordan Wilkins in your lineup, I'm really sorry. All birds. So... This week in daily is kind of rough. There's good matchups. There's intriguing matchups. But there isn't anything like, you know, like last week we had Brian Hill, who was the the popular guy, the popular play. He did absolutely nothing for us. But generally in daily, you got to find those cheap guys, those those uh, those value guys who have opportunity presented to them. Now, I, I, probably the best value guy is like a Benny Snell this week. But I don't really love Benny Snell. Like I, I think he's got I think he's got an opportunity. I would much rather, if I'm desperate in a season long lineup, go pick up Benny Snell because I guarantee he's on your waiver wire after everybody dropped him after he got hurt the first time. Uh but I, I I'd like to go with a uh, little bit better names this week in my daily lineups. And I, I actually I like Derek Carr a lot. He's a pretty good price. He's going up against the New York Jets. New York Jets run defense. Has actually been fantastic all season long, but their passing defense is absolutely atrocious. I think Derek Carr is in for a very nice game today. Uh, Derek Henry, I already told you, I, I think he's going to run all over Jacksonville today. I love Derek Henry's value. And then Kareem Hunt has actually scored more points in his games back post suspension, more, more PPR fantasy points than Nick Chubb. He is just a receiver. Like, and he might get a rush here and there. That helps a little bit, especially if he can break one off. We all know how talented Kareem Hunt is. He's going against Miami, one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. And I also think that because they're playing Miami, it also gives you an opportunity to play Nick Chubb this week. I'm playing Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the same lineup because I think they're both going to absolutely go off against the Miami Dolphins today. Uh, I also absolutely love Kenny Galladay going against Washington. Uh, Kenny had a bad game last week. Jeff Driscoll's his quarterback, but Washington's secondary is awful. They also announced this morning that Josh Gordon is a healthy inactive today. So Kenny Galladay, I think, is going to eat against Washington, even with Jeff Driscoll as his quarterback. I also love Calvin Ridley today going against Tampa Bay. I already talked about how terrible that secondary is. Calvin Ridley finally starting to turn into what we hope to be that consistent fantasy option because I think he is uber talented. And I also really like Josh Gordon. I know Philadelphia's secondary has been better lately. I'm still not buying into the hype, though. And Josh Gordon coming off of Seattle's bye is going to be more ingrained and involved in the Seattle offense. They went to him in a couple of clutch situations in the game that he played with them before the bye. I think that's going to continue to happen. I think he's going to get more opportunities. Their wide receivers are scary in Seattle, and I think they're going to find a way to get Josh Gordon involved today. I also really like Dallas Goddard. Seattle's been awful against tight ends all season long. Dallas Goddard been getting a ton of red zone looks like even more red zone looks than Zach Ertz. So I actually think Zach Dallas Goddard's got a chance to get in the end zone today. I really like him a lot. And I'm playing the Dallas Cowboys against the New England Patriots. Patriots offense is banged up. They're, they're not that high volume attack anymore. And they're not, uh, you don't really fear them. This is going to be an ugly game in my opinion. It's going to be a defensive battle. I don't think that that, 
Dallas-New England game is actually going to be all that fun to watch. So you should probably just listen to it on 610 Sports Radio instead of instead of uh, watching it because it's not going to be a very good football game. But let's get back to matchups. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns, uh, I don't hate Fitzmagic this week. He did have a good game against an elite secondary last week against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Browns are missing their top three pass rushers in this game. Uh, their pass defense hasn't been nearly as good as it should be either. They've got a lot of talent in that secondary. Uh, they did They did just lose uh, uh, Morgan Burnett for the season uh, as well. This one scares me a little bit because uh, if th- this should be a Cleveland Browns game, th- this should be a game that they easily win because they've just got so much more talent. You factor in, they're missing their top three pass rushers. They just lost their starting safety. And Fitzmagic, who you know is just going to come out slinging the rock all over the field. Devontae Parker's been absolutely fantastic this season. It's hard to even consider benching him the way he's been playing lately with Fitzmagic as his court, as his QB. I, I think that you have to play both of those guys today. I think there's going to be a serious opportunity for them. Um don't play any other Dolphins. Kalen Balazs is awful. Just just don't do it. Uh, I do still love Baker this week. Um, if you're a Mahomes owner on bye, I think Baker is a guy that is still available in a lot of leagues, and you could probably go pick him up and play him this week uh, and finally cash in on, on the Baker Mayfield preseason hype. Uh, the Dolphins are just awful everywhere. So I think Odell has to be in your lineup today. Hopefully this is that breakout game that we've been waiting for uh, because he should absolutely torch them. Only one team has allowed more wide receiver touchdowns this season than the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jarvis Landry, this is the uh, old revenge game for him. He's also scored a touchdown in three straight games, so I love Jarvis. And again, I'm starting Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the same lineup this week. They just... The Dolphins have allowed the second most rushing yards this season. Uh, they, they're bottom three in virtually every rushing category. This is a very, very good game for Kareem Hunt, a very, very good game for Nick Chubb. It's just an opportunity that I love for both of them. I think they both have to be in your lineup today. Um, we need a quick timeout, but when we get back, caught up with our uh, good friend Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. As always, every Sunday at 9.30, we're joined by my good friend, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heiss is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com and improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. Heisler, week 12, the playoffs are approaching. How are we going to clinch some playoff bursts today? If we're going to do it today, we're going to hope for uh, a few things to come through. The first is uh, I would like to see uh, Jameis Winston continue his streak of of over 300 yards and multiple touchdowns. Uh, You would think it would be an ideal scenario if he does it against Atlanta. In Atlanta, where the pace is supposed to be one of the best of the day, but the Falcons' defense over the last two weeks has been flat-out unbelievable. They've only given up a combined 12 points. They're getting a ton of pressure on the quarterback with 11 sacks. They've forced four interceptions last week. So uh, I would imagine a lot of us are, are starting there and then working our way up and hopefully trying to see some more uh, patented results from the Philadelphia Eagles. Their offense has been a complete mess over the last several weeks, but they have an ideal bounce back spot today at home as a favorite uh, against a really tough Seattle team. But the Seattle Seahawks, as good as they've been on offense, 
have continued to have all sorts of issues on the defensive side of the ball. So that's one of those games where I feel like I'm going to be stacking on both sides looking for a lot of value there. Also, I actually wanted to talk to you about that game. Um, I've been, I, I own Carson Wentz in a lot of leagues. I have not started him in well over a month because he's just had an absolutely brutal schedule. But the reason right. I but the reason I hung on to him was because that postseason run, he's got a really, really nice set of games, and it's starting to open up today with Seattle. But you know, Alshon Jeffries banged up, Nelson Aguilar is probably not gonna play. Jordan Matthews is a guy that people are acting like could be fantasy relevant today because they don't have any wide receivers. Uh Jordan Howard might not play. It's it's ugly. Lane Johnson's not gonna play for the Eagles, but I, I think I'm still confident in starting Wentz. Like, I've been hanging on to him all season, and it's specifically for this set of games that starts today, and I, I feel like I have to play him today. Yeah, you talked about the schedule, and it's very favorable for Carson Wentz down the stretch. He has Seattle today. The next week they're on the road at Miami. And then start the fantasy playoffs in week 14. He has a home matchup against the New York Giants. So you cannot uh, a better three-game stretch, and they're on the road at Washington, uh, and then have Dallas at home in a revenge game there. So everything is lining up. Everything's coming up butters right now for Carson Wentz. So I'm glad that you hung on to him. And the fact that you didn't start him was a wise decision. But uh, there's one guy that you didn't bring up that uh, he has to be able to throw to today that I feel like is a great play. If you're playing in daily and you want somebody to pair up with Carson Wentz with all the injuries, uh, and that's Dallas Goddard. Uh, according to my buddy Derek Brown over at the Quant Edge, since week three, Dallas Goddard has out-targeted Zach Ertz in the red zone five to three, and Seattle is 23rd in DVOA against tight ends. This is somebody that is, has an ideal matchup to get himself into the end zone. Uh, he's only 3,700 bucks this week on, on, on DraftKings, so everybody likely is going to see the, the price tag on Carson Wentz and say, "All right, 5,600. That's that's a good way to go in a likely high-tempo game. I'll just take Carson Wentz and I'll pair him with Zach Ertz." but you can get yourself a little bit more of a contrarian lineup if you go to somebody like Dallas Goddard who continues to see more red zone targets than Zach Ertz. So on the other side of the ball, you know, they're going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, MVP Mm -hmm. candidate, been absolutely fantastic all year. Tyler Lockett should be back for this one. He was banged up after after their last game, but they just had a bye week. He should be good to go. DK Metcalf, been amazing. But they've got Josh Gordon now, and, you know, post-bye week, he did in the last game they played, he had a couple of crucial catches, uh, got a few more snaps, and I thought he would get, to be completely honest in that game, just, you know, being the first week that he was with the team. I'm kind of, I know the Eagles' defense has been playing well lately, but I feel like it's going to be hard for them to scheme defense for Josh Gordon, so I kind of am interested in Josh Gordon in some of my daily lineups. No, I, I think he's a great play. And, again, normally if you're stacking games, you want to be able to make sure that you have uh, somebody on the other side and with no real value on the daily slate this week. I think Josh, Josh Gordon is a great way of looking for uh, you know Carson Wentz and Dallas Goddard or Carson Wentz and whoever on the Eagles side to have somebody to run it back with, considering Tyler Lockett coming back from injury, considering DK uh, Metcalf's price. Uh, is, is fairly substantial at this point. So you're right. I, I think I, his ability in the red zone – is well chronicled. I think he's somebody that is going to see a fair amount of looks. Uh, I know that they've improved at the tight end position over the last few weeks as well for Seattle um, with the improved play of Jacob Hollister. But um, I, I do think Josh Gordon, especially from a value perspective, is certainly in play today. And he's a guy that you know I, I'll certainly have some exposure to in my daily lineup. 
if you're a good fantasy owner, you should have already been doing this, but uh, maybe you're not very good at this thing, or maybe you're still looking for a little bit of direction. But I'm curious, Heiser, who are some of your other favorite guys that maybe you could go pick up right now, or maybe you could you know, try to make a move on to get on your roster ahead of the fantasy postseason who maybe have some nice schedules and some nice matchups? Yeah, I think after today, Daniel Jones is really sitting pretty. I know that he has got a matchup against Green Bay in Week 13, but uh, at Philadelphia, who continues to have all sorts of issues in their secondary, and then versus Miami and at Washington to close out the fantasy playoffs is, is a dream spot for him. Uh, Nick Foles gets uh, you know the, the Raiders and the Falcons and Tampa Bay in three of his next four games. Uh, that's really a dream scenario there. Um, David Montgomery, I know that people are, are not thrilled about what they've seen out of the Bears' offense so far, but they have, he has a great situation ahead uh, against the Giants this week and then against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving games still count. Uh, the Cowboys have struggled against the run. The Packers have had all sorts of issues, and, and certainly the Chiefs uh, in championship week in a cold day likely expected in Chicago. Uh, I think that's another dream scenario there as well. Um, and, and then the other one I, I think that we – probably want to look at is San Francisco's schedule. I think they're going to start to throw a little bit down the stretch. Uh, we'll see whether or not Seattle pushes them towards the edge. But uh, after Baltimore in uh, week 13, uh, you know, they're going to have to throw a ton against New Orleans, and they're in New Orleans. So usually those games tend to be a little bit more fast-paced. Uh, then against Atlanta, and then the Rams have had all sorts of issues in the spot as well. So I think he's in play. Golden Tate certainly is in play as well. Uh, and then Mike Williams, the Chargers actually have some great matchups down the stretch uh, against the Vikings that have actually struggled a bit against the pass, and same thing against the Raiders. So uh, there's plenty of different wide receiver options to be able to go to, but I think especially with so many people streaming quarterbacks this year, Nick Foles and Daniel Jones are both two guys that I think are viable fantasy options down the stretch in the fantasy playoffs. The New England Patriots' pass defense has been amazing all year long. They're taking on the Dallas Cowboys today. Are you willing to put Dak Prescott in your lineup despite the tough matchup? Uh, not really. I mean, it, it, a lot of it is also dependent on who else you have. Like if it's between you know Dak Prescott and Mason Rudolph, for example, um, Rudolph going up against the Bengals, like probably thinking about Mason Rudolph, even though I expect it to be a run-heavy team. Here's the thing about Dak Prescott, I think, for today. I think if you're in a league that can live with some potential mistakes, because the Patriots are going to force a couple turnovers today, and the weather is bad. Uh, you're going to have all sorts of wind. It's probably going to be rainy in New England, probably in the low 40s. Uh, it's just not conducive to how the Cowboys like to play. Uh, and I know that Dak Prescott is leading the NFL in passing yards, but I just everything about this matchup to me, sir, this, that, uh, you know, it just it, it sounds off a red alarm. You have Amari Cooper who's playing with a bad knee. He's had all sorts of issues. When Amari Cooper doesn't play, it limits the ability of Michael Gallup. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had his, his struggles away from, uh, away from home. So just, it just doesn't set up well. And I know that the Cowboys are looking at this as this is a prove-it type of game, but uh, right now the Patriots' offense is kind of going through it a little bit too. And this is an opportunity for them at home in a, a prime scheduled game. I wouldn't say a prime time game because uh, it's in the, the 325 slate. But I, I think they're sitting in a really good spot to be able to just bounce all over the Cowboys today. So I don't love Dak Prescott uh, if I don't have to play him today. Yeah, it's it's a tricky situation because he's been a fantastic fantasy option all year, and I feel like most season-long owners aren't going to want to move away from him. But it's just the Patriots. Like, you, you just can't play anyone against them for the most part. Like, Zeke 
has to be in your lineup still. But I right. think you can find a guy on the waiver wire that's got a better matchup that I just think has better potential today over Dak Prescott. Like I, I'm still seeing a lot of people make the case for him, but I, I, I can't do it. Like the Patriots passing defense is just incredible. Right. Like some of the numbers this year for, for Dak Prescott and, and some of the games that he's really struggled with ha- have not been pretty. He only put up in that loss against the saints uh, in new Orleans. He only put up 8.62 fantasy points. I think after that, he's been a little bit better. You know, he had that game where he put up 18 against the uh, the New York Jets and didn't score a touchdown. So, like, he still has touchdown equity. Uh, he still has points equity even when he doesn't score. Um, but, again, like, he's had three consecutive touchdowns in the last three games. Uh, he's gone for almost 400 yards in, in two of the last three games, including 444 yards against the Lions. Like, he's, he's in play. But, again, bad weather. Mari Cooper bangs up. It just doesn't bode well, I, I don't think. You can actually hear that Dallas at New England game right here on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage starts at 245 today. Uh, you got any other sleepers that you like today as we're trying to trying to lock down these playoff spots? I, I think Philip Lindsay is in a really nice spot, especially if you're playing in daily, and I feel like a lot of people uh, are ignoring him. Uh, basically, Vic Fangio is a big fan and said he's going to get some more role in the offense. And I just think they haven't gotten what they've wanted out of Royce Freeman. And Lindsay continues to uh, just defy expectations as an undrafted rookie. He had 16 rushing attempts last week, got targets in the passing game. He continues to outsnap Royce Freeman. And Buffalo is actually, despite how good their defense has been, um, they've struggled against the run, especially in big run plays. And the weather's going to be all sorts of windy. Uh, in Buffalo today, so I feel like it's going to be a ground-and-pound game for both teams, so I really like Philip Lindsay in this one, uh, and, and I'll give you another one. I, I think Chris Conley with uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, the former Kansas City Chief, is, is actually in a really intriguing spot this week uh, going up against Tennessee. Uh, Nick Foles, we talked about him in the, in the beginning part of the segment as, as somebody that uh, is in a really nice spot uh, down the stretch of the season. Tennessee's defense uh, has been very good against the run, but they've had all sorts of issues against the pass as well. Um, and I think he's sort of that big play receiver. Uh, DJ Charkson getting the touchdowns. D.D. Westbrook is the one that sort of uh, moves in the middle of the field, moves the chains a little bit. But Chris Conley's had a bunch of big plays this year, and he's only 4100 bucks uh, if you're playing on DraftKings. So he's a guy that I'm really intrigued by for today uh, as well. And then we mentioned Carson Wentz, Dallas Goddard. I uh, really like those guys as well for today. I love the Chris Conley pick. You can follow him on Twitter. At Benny Heist. Thank you very much, Ben. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, Serta. Over the top. Calvin Ridley had 143 yards and a touchdown last week against the Carolina Panthers. He's finally getting involved like the playmaker we know he's capable of being. Now he gets the Tampa Bay secondary. That is the worst secondary in the NFL against opposing wide receivers. I absolutely love Calvin Ridley today. He's in several of my fantasy football lineups. Let's uh, knock out a quick matchup before we hit a break. Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Marshawn Lattimore questionable in this in this game. He is unlikely to play for his second consecutive game. That's a uh, the big blow to that secondary. The Saints were still very good last week, um, and, and you know Kyle Allen's just not a very good quarterback. So you're not going to start Kyle Allen even without Marshawn Lattimore in this game. Uh, the Saints defense. Without Lattimore is still questionable. Like, there's still a ton of talent, but that secondary still has question marks. Uh, I still like DJ Moore, who's getting, you know, tons of targets. 
from Kyle Allen has still been producing despite Kyle Allen's struggles. Uh, so, so I still like DJ Moore in this game. Uh, but Curtis Samuel is really just a dart throw at best. Like, uh, there's this video going around on Twitter, Curtis Samuel. It's like why he isn't producing. It's because Kyle Allen can't hit him deep. And like he, you know, it was just all these clips of him streaking open down the field, and Kyle Allen just completely missing him. Like, yeah, that's frustrating to see. But just because the guy gets open in his quarterback play is terrible and he can't get him the football, uh, that doesn't mean that you should keep putting him in your lineup every week. Like, I think we've got a a large enough sample size now that Kyle Allen just can't get Curtis Samuel the ball. And if he can't get him the ball, that means that Curtis Samuel doesn't belong in your fantasy football lineup. So until I see that change, Curtis Samuel is riding my bench. Uh, Greg Olson, you you know, tight ends suck. This season, it's awful. It's an ugly position. So Greg Olson could be in your lineup. And, uh, you know, Chris McCaffrey didn't score once against the Saints last year. Their run defense is absolutely elite, but it's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Alvin Kamara has crushed the Panthers in his four matchups with them. He scored five touchdowns. Uh, Panthers have allowed 12 running back touchdowns over the last six games. I absolutely love Alvin Kamara today. I also really like Latavius Murray. Now, similar to what I'm doing with the Miami Dolphins, the Panthers' run defense has been that bad that I think Latavius Murray is going to be heavily involved today as well as Alvin Kamara. I could see them both having a role. Latavius Murray, obviously the cheaper daily play, so I think he's a guy that you could absolutely consider today. Um, I love Michael Thomas, of course. Uh, you know, you can't you, you can't not start Michael Thomas, but uh, as far as Anything else goes, uh, the Panthers have been absolutely fantastic against tight ends all season long. Uh, so Jared Cook's not a play for me. I also don't uh, I also don't really like Drew Brees. Uh, Carolina's passing defense is okay. Uh, it's just they, they've been getting torched on the ground. I think the Saints know that. I think they're going to utilize their running game today. I don't think Drew Brees is in for a uh, particularly interesting start today, to be completely honest. But uh need to hit a quick timeout when we get back. Let's get uh, Sports Horny with our top-off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. You can follow me on Twitter, at Steven Serta. If you would uh, like to send me some lineup questions once we get out of here in about uh, 12 minutes, I'll still answer those uh, ahead of the noon kickoff slate of games. Once football starts, don't be asking me questions, though. I'm not trying to get bothered. Protein House Eat with the Purpose text line 69306. Still try to get in your lineup questions over the next few minutes, and I will try to answer those all throughout the day. Um Nobody really has your football needs covered quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio. Whether it's uh, every Monday night at 6, the Therese Paler Show. Every Wednesday, we've got Arrowhead Pride Radio. My guys, Pete Sweeney, Kent Swanson. Every Thursday night, players only, Dane and Hughes, Joe Mays. If you're a college football fan, you can hang out with Jay Binkley every Thursday night. Rush the field. Nobody covers football quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio. Top-off player of the week. I mean, I'm not a Browns fan if I don't ride with my guy Baker this week, right? I, I did it last week, and he he 
They made it pretty nice. Had a pretty nice game. Well, this week, it's an even nicer game. There's ever a week to start him with full confidence. It has to be this week against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, really, the only upsetting thing about this week for the Browns, and it's not Miles Garrett's suspension. It's the fact that their schedule is so easy down the stretch that they're probably going to win enough games to convince themselves that Freddie Kitchens turned it around and keep Freddie Kitchens on as their head coach, which will continue to plummet them into mediocrity. But Baker Mayfield's a nice start today, I guess. So gets me going anyways. Soft hands catch. Second down and five. Bowles over the middle and caught by Chark. Chark inside the 20. Chark will go! Touchdown, Jacksonville! DJ Chark had a season-high 15 targets last week. He got eight of them for 104 yards and two touchdowns in a very tough matchup against a very good Colts secondary that has been stingy to opposing wide receivers all season long. The argument that, you know, and maybe I'm still wrong about this. Maybe there's still a case to be made for it. But everybody was telling you last week, oh, you know, maybe you need to move on from DJ Chark. Maybe you need to go acquire D.D. Westbrook because Nick Foles in the preseason really loved D.D. Westbrook. He was targeting the hell out of the slot. He's done that over his entire career. Yeah, but when you go back and look at his games in Philadelphia with Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey was pretty damn productive. And DJ Chark is going to continue to be really productive. His ceiling gets raised with Nick Foles because while Gardner Minshew was, was, a, was a lovely story for a little bit, Gardner Minshew did not throw the ball downfield at all. Like, he literally did not try to throw the ball more than 15 to 20 yards down the field ever. Nick Foles is not afraid to do that. Nick Foles has had a lot of success in the NFL not being afraid to just fling the football downfield. Like, I I don't think that Nick Foles is an elite quarterback by any means, but he's a pro, and he's he's not scared to stretch the field. It does nothing but raise the ceiling of DJ Chark. DJ Chark proving he is a legitimate number one wide receiver, no matter who is at quarterback, whether it's Minshew or Foles. But Foles does give him more opportunity to prove that he is a legitimate week-in, week-out number one guy. DJ Chark needs to remain in your lineup for the rest of the fantasy season. The Oakland Raiders at the New York Jets. Le'Veon Bell doesn't have more than 70 rushing yards in a game this season. That's crazy, right? Raiders' run defense looked like it could be a, a great run defense early on, but they've struggled quite a bit lately. Uh, so so the matchup's good for Bell, but the Jets are just a bad football team, so I don't really like that. And what, what you don't like is that Le'Veon Bell, who was getting all of the work early on in the season, is now losing snaps to Bilal Powell. Uh, last week, you know, fantasy owners all over Twitter were freaking out about it um, because Bilal Powell got, like, 40% of the snaps or something like that. Like, if this is starting into a timeshare or if Le'Veon Bell's not healthy or something like that, I don't see how you can start him every single week because even in the plus starts, they still haven't been that good. Like, he's just a touchdown-dependent running back right now. Like, they're just not a productive offense. So I'd really rather not have anybody on this team except I think maybe Ryan Griffin, who's been great over the last month, 
He's the new Darren Fells, I guess, after going off last week. The uh, journeyman tight end used to play for the Texans. Never really did a whole lot. But Sam Darnold likes to target his tight ends because he's making all of his wide receivers irrelevant. That includes Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, as I mentioned last week, needs to be dropped. I don't care that he had a touchdown last week. He only had one catch for a six-yard touchdown. So if he doesn't get in the end zone there, he gets you zero points again for like the third consecutive game. Robbie Anderson does not belong on your fantasy rosters. Uh, and Jamison Crowder has gone off the last three games. The Raiders have been uh, have been an incredible matchup for slot-wide receivers. Uh, I'm still not – I'm off the Sam Darnold bandwagon. I'm not willing to put him in my lineup, but I do think I am w- willing – to play Jamison Crowder and Ryan Griffin. Jazz run defense is actually great. So uh, Josh Jacobs still has to be in your lineup, but I don't love him today. The Jets run defense has legitimately been a top five run defense all season long. Uh, their pass defense is absolutely garbage, though. So I do like Tyrell Williams today, and I like Hunter Renfro, who has at least four catches in four straight games. He's get, still getting volume from Derek Carr. Derek Carr seems to like the rookie quite a bit. Uh, Darren Waller slowed down a lot. But it's the tight end position. You're not going to find anybody with more potential than Darren Waller. The Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles secondary has actually been great lately now that they have Avante Maddox, Jalen Mills, and Ronald Darby finally healthy. Um, but they've also had some favorable matchups. So uh, they, they haven't played a QB. like They haven't played Russell Wilson, the MVP candidate who... You know, recency bias always reigns supreme in the NFL, right? But prior to the Seahawks bye week, it was Russell Wilson's MVP to lose. Then he goes on by, everybody forgets about him. Now Lamar Jackson's the MVP. So I think Russ is going to be in for a big game today. I think the I think the Eagles defense is going to struggle. Uh, they're expected to have Tyler Lockett back, who uh, was banged up prior to the team's bye week. But they, they got the bye week. They got him healthy. DK Metcalf also in another... Very nice matchup. Um, He's probably going to see a lot of Jalen Mills or Ronald Darby. DK Metcalf is just bigger and faster than both of those guys. I actually like DK Metcalf a lot today. And I really like Josh Gordon. Uh, I'm taking a chance on Josh Gordon. As a a guy who drafted Josh Gordon in multiple leagues and kept him on my rosters, I'm hoping this is the game. Because I, I like to think that even if the Eagles' pass defense is improved... I think that Josh Gordon's going to have an opportunity here because they don't have tape of Josh Gordon in this offense, and they don't really know how he's going to be utilized in this offense. I think that Josh Gordon's going to have an opportunity today where Russell Wilson's going to try to make sure he gets the football. So I like him a lot today. Uh, supposedly, Jay Ajayi's going to be heavily involved today, and you know I, I've, I've been on the Carson Wentz bandwagon starting this week for the rest of the season because he's got the nice matchups, and I think that there's going to be an opportunity that, there for him to have a significant uh, role on your fantasy team. But now Alshon Jeffrey might not play. Jordan Howard likely out in this game. Nelson Aguilar likely out in this game. So it's like Zach Gertz and Dallas Goddard are like the only two guys you want. I mean, Miles Sanders got a ton of work last week, so he's going to have an opportunity. Um, and Seattle's defense isn't great. Like, you can put up, you can score on them. It's just that the pass catchers are so thin for the Philadelphia Eagles that it makes me really, really worried to start any of them, to be completely honest. I, I don't think they're going to get shut down, so so I think there's an opportunity there, but we'll have to see. The uh, Detroit Lions at Washington. Jeff Driscoll was actually great last week for fantasy purpose, 
purposes. I, I like him this week again against a uh, poor Washington secondary that is sitting Josh Norman for no reason. He is a healthy scratch from today's game. Uh, Kenny Galladay has been struggling, but with no Josh Norman, I mean, they're not upgrading their secondary by getting rid of Josh Norman. He's been absolutely brutal. Uh, so they're just trying to give one of his younger backups a look, I guess. Uh, you know, Norman had given up seven touchdowns this season. That's That's got to be uh, among the NFL leaders in terms of just one-on-one cornerback matchups. Uh, but he, he's not he's not getting replaced by somebody who's better. I absolutely love Kenny Galladay today. I've got him in multiple lineups. Um, I don't love Marvin Jones, as he's going to be matched up with Washington's only good cornerback. So I don't love him. I think Danny Amendola could have a nice game, though. Uh, Bo Scarborough seems like the guy to go with uh, in their running game. Uh, Washington's allowed a touchdown in six of the last seven games to opposing rush running backs, so I think Scarborough's got an opportunity. Uh, Adrian Peterson is banged up, but he's expected to play. Uh, I still think that I'd like Darius Geis today. Uh, he's the more talented player. Uh, he didn't do necessarily do a ton to command a lot of work, but he did have a nice long uh, reception that he took for a touchdown last week. I think Geis is the guy that I would like to play. Uh, they, they've got to get see what they have in him and get some more work to him, I would imagine. Uh, Terry likely to get Darius Slay. So that's not great. So I, I don't think that I'm starting any Washington pass catcher, but I do like Darius guys. Of course, uh, really appreciate you guys listening again. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serdai. I will try to answer some more of your lineup questions, uh, ahead of the kickoff with some of these noon games, try to get you to, uh, clinch that playoff berth this week. Uh, but my guy, Jay Binkley coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.